0: No, 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 she's not a medical doctor, but she can sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now 737 WWTN. That's 737 9986. So here's your host, financial counselor, and tax consultant, Dr. Friday.
1: G'day, I'm Dr. Friday and the doctor is in the house. And are we Busy. It is the season guys, the whole time that we seem to talk about taxes a lot, but now is the time that people are preparing tax returns you should have received in most cases, most of your forms, I will say do not rush to just file your taxes, because in many cases, we are still waiting for information from like stock uh, retirement accounts, where you may have taken distributions or earnings. So you know, make sure you have received the actual year in reports, and then you know, go ahead and put that information. Information in and make sure that you're doing all the forms don't forget this year we've got some specialties when it comes to filing of course for the child advanced child tax credit as well as um you know we still had a stimulus check or a rebate that we had for 2021 which was 1400 dollars Per person. So you want to make sure that that is also coming through. So for all of you that are working on your taxes, don't forget that you, know, you have line 30 that's going to come across. If you did not receive the EIP-3 or the stimulus check 3, that would show up on number 30. And then uh, you also had the advanced child tax credit that's going to show up A little bit of a change where you're going to also see in 2021 we do have the charitable tax deduction um which is now six hundred dollars for a married couple three hundred dollars for a single individual which is now split up between 12 a b and then 12 c being the amount that shows as your true standard deduction so you'll have your standard plus your your charitable to get you to what's going to show up on 12c so again just the one of those situations where we have um some changes and we're working on all those but it looks like i am fortunate enough dalton is in the line from franklin dalton let's go ahead and start the phone
2: oh well, hi there thanks for the program
1: thanks. no problem How thanks was... for calling dalton what can i do for you
2: stock question if you have a stock call it stock x that you bought 10 years ago and you're down ninety thousand dollars, but you have a stock y that you bought six years ago, and you want to sell 255 shares to bring in the ninety thousand dollars. Is that a wash?
1: Absolutely, long term for long term, perfect
2: okay. situation. So you don't just you can't just take the the three thousand dollars. You take the ninety for the ninety then.
1: Right. So what you get to take is the 90,000 plus three. So if you had a $95,000 loss and you only had a $90,000 gain, you could take 93 of the 95, if that makes sense, Dalton.
2: Sure does. Thank you so much. I love your program.
1: Thanks, sweetheart. Appreciate you. All right. And so just, again, thinking about those kind of things like Dalton brought up is wonderful tax planning, guys, because sometimes you end up especially I I am not a financial planner, but we all know that the stock market has its ups and downs. And if you can time one of your ups with one of your downs, it's going to save you a lot of, a lot of headache, if nothing else. And my side, from the tax standpoint, again, I don't know if you should ever sell a stock just for a loss or or cash in a stock just for a gain. Um, That's outside my pay grade. But if you can make a match or work together, I will tell you that is a win-win for most people because that way then we get to, have, you know, our cake and eat it too, I guess you would say, we get to take the loss against the gain and I don't have to tell you, you owe a ton of money or that you have a huge loss and you can only take $3,000 a year for 20 years and then hope that you use it all. So if you can work those out, that is always a win-win situation as far as I'm concerned. And if you want to join the show, you can give us a call at 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. Taking your call, talking about taxes. So if you're working on your own taxes, or if you've got a friend, maybe they haven't filed taxes in a number of years, or you haven't filed taxes in a number of years. You know, the last couple of years has actually made that number. Not necessarily the best plan, because if you haven't filed taxes in the last three, four, five years, you may not have received any of the stimulus monies, which may actually, I mean, if nothing else, it may go back to paying for some of your tax debt, right? I mean, if you've got $3,200 and there's one or two of you, if you're single, you, you've you walked away from $3,200, that may have made a small dent in what you owed the IRS, if you don't have a problem, I mean, if you have a problem with back tax issues, um, it also can go towards paying other things, back child support, all these different things. It's money that's on the table that by not filing the tax return, I mean, I'm always shocked. I'll be honest with I have someone that turns around and says, well, I didn't file my tax return because the only person I get it is my ex. Well, I hear those words. And again, keep in mind, guys. I'm not married. I don't have children. I don't live in that world. But to me, if the government's handing you $3200 and if you could get your ex off your back by giving them $3200, it seems like that would be a win-win situation. So all I'm going to say is if you're having issues or you wanting to deal with your back IRS tax problems, normally it's more situation is, you know what, you got divorced or you had a situation where you got behind for whatever reason. And it's just hard to get started again, because it seems like every time you get into it or do something, it's more painful than it's worth. Well, if you need help trying to get back on track, that is what we do as an enrolled agent. That is what I have studied and done for the last 20 years, helping people get back on track with the IRS, getting the, the situation where they can you know, buy a house without liens and levies, you know, reestablish their lives so that they can actually start moving forward instead of always trying to just stay ahead. It's never that fun. All right. If we get a chance when uh, we have a check, let's go to number one and we've got Ross. Hey Ross, what's happening? Ross? Clarksville? Oh, is it Rose? Oh, I am so sorry. I am reading it wrong. uh, Yes, my boy. (laughs) Sorry, it was my fault. Okay, Rose, hi. Hi,
3: I was calling because I just got my W-2s with my work. It's a hospital. Um, I was explaining that um, the hospital recently opened another campus. We went, um, I don't know which one we started as, as an anchor in LLC, but um, I now have two W-2s. Right. Um. And I wasn't sure if I just combine those as one when I'm doing my taxes
1: or do I list them as two different W-2s? You're going to list them as two different W-2s because most likely there are two separate federal ID numbers on those Yeah, there W-2s. are two different numbers. I know like right. that. Right, so you, to get the IRS to match the information because they receive copies of those as well, you're gonna wanna list them as separate numbers on yours so that they, they can see it in the background of the tax software that sends to them, they get copies of what you typed in. So they'll match that to the W-2s so, turned in by your employer.
3: So another, just to, to feed oh, off sure. of that, like we're, Liz, we're, we're at asked about, I think it may be 12 or 13, where it asks about retirement and all that do i just put the same information
1: or um only what shows up on that that, that w-2 so box 12 right so whatever's in box 12 on that w-2 i mean obviously you probably had a retirement plan both ways so the box you would check yes i have a retirement plan and then it would be either code d or if it's a 403b it may be a code e whatever um and and you would list that along with maybe DD if you have health insurance or C for life insurance, you know, whatever they've listed in box 12 individually. So whatever is showing on the one W two with that EIN number, match it, whatever, and then do the same thing. Okay. So you'll enter twice.
3: Okay. So they don't necessarily, they won't necessarily be the same thing on
1: both. No, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Because okay. depending on how they rolled it over, it might not have been in a split year, you know, or whatever. So whatever those W two okay. put them in individually, because, If you, I mean, again, it it may not apply in your case, but in some cases what happens also is higher earners, people that made more than 140, they may have overpaid social security tax and they'll actually get a credit back on their tax return. I'm not saying that applies or not, but that's why we want to put both W-2s in because as they started over again, they would have started with zero on the tax code as if it was a brand new, like you switched jobs, like you went to a new employer, even in your case you didn't, it's the same scenario. Okay, thank you. Very good. Thank you. Thanks, Rose. Sorry about that. Thank you. All right. Let's go ahead and Thomas before our break. Hello, Thomas.
0: Hi. I was going to ask you is key employee life insurance uh, a deductible premium
1: for the company or off of your own W 2 if you're the key employee?
4: Well, If I'm self-employed, can I count my life insurance as key employee life insurance?
1: I wouldn't do it because what could happen is theoretically with most life insurance, it's usually paid with after-tax dollars. Now, if the in most things, we have it as a company, right? So I have my, let's say some of my top employees, I have life insurance on them. So if something happens to them, the company will get the money. So I have enough money to go hire another person to do that job. My company, when I received that money, since I paid for it, theoretically it'll be taxable to the company because I wrote it off as a tax deduction. If you don't write it off as a tax deduction, it becomes tax free money. So you have to make the choice, but normally companies with key employees will write off key health insurance as a tax deduction because the company then will absorb it and have the tax write-off of the new employee. If that makes sense okay. at all. As a sole proprietorship, yeah, it's a little less clean because as a sole proprietorship, the likeliness of who's going to hire the new employee if you're the, the primary owner. So really what you're taking out is life insurance for maybe your spouse or someone else to be able to survive. Why they either try to get the business back on its feet or sell it or whatever. So that would be more general life insurance than key employee insurance. That's my, I'm not an insurance salesman, Thomas, but in that case, I would definitely want to file it with, I want to do it after tax dollars. So, if my spouse wants to inherit the money, they'll inherit it tax-free.
4: Okay. Uh, one more question. Sure. Uh, I, so I, I was expecting some 1099s, and I still have not have rec- received those yet. So mm-hmm. what's my responsibility in, in trying to get those?
1: My idea in that conversation is I don't care if someone wants the 1099 because I have reported 100% of all my sales and my clients that we do the bookkeeping, same thing. We've reported to the best of our knowledge, at least every dollar. So 1099K, 1099s are usually just for the IRS to match up to say this person got, I don't know, let's say $200,000 in 1099s, but their schedule C is reporting 300. So we're fine, right? Um, right. So that's usually the problem I have ever run into that is when people wait for all their 1099s and then they come in and say, this is my only income. I very rarely believe that because what's the likeliness that every single business in any of our worlds have really 1099s, everyone, you know? So that's the only thing right. I would say on that one, Thomas, if you've done your accounting the way you probably have, which means you've just put everything in and you're, you're ready. You don't have to wait for anyone's 1099.
0: So uh, will will that be matched up somehow?
1: Yes, the IRS will match up. So let's say, uh, for example, I've been issuing 1099s this weekend for some of my clients that didn't have the information and we're now just submitting them, right? Even though we all know that they should have been submitted a week ago or Janu- by January 31st, we're still sending them out and I'll send them out through October, in all honesty, if that's what it takes for my clients, because I'd rather them submit them, but if you're waiting for those 1099s thinking this is the only income the IRS knows about. I'm probably not your best suggestion because if I'm sending something out in an October and you've only matched the ones that you thought you were going to receive, then likeliness is you could eventually get caught up because the IRS will say, Hey, we've changed your tax return because we've got information now, additional information that you didn't report enough income. And then how do you come right, back? Because so then it's like.
5: The-
4: so i just list the company and the amount whether or not i get the w2
5: i mean the the 1099 10-9. right i mean so you
1: don't be have able to, to match list that i mean up. Normally on the Schedule C, we just list gross revenue. We don't necessarily list everybody we received it from. Now, if you have a physical 1099, you'll have an EIN or a social security number, and we will usually list them. They'll fall in a separate line on the Schedule C where they'll run through the 1099 in NECs or 1099 miscellaneous depending on what kind of income, and it will roll to the Schedule C on a separate line, but it will then usually be subtracted from what we already knew was gross revenue. So- I mean, as far as, you know, like I said, as far as the IRS is concerned, they're just trying to match up total income reported to you by other people and what you're showing as total income reported on your Schedule C or your 1065 or corporate return, whatever return you're filing. Okay. But they will match. All right.
0: That makes sense. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Thomas. I appreciate it. All right. uh, Let let's go ahead and take a quick break and then we'll hit george and mount juliet and anyone else that wants to join the show at 615-737-9986 and we're going to be right back all righty we are back here live in the studio and george was nice enough in mount juliet to wait through the break and george we're going to get you online what can i do for you sweetie
0: Um i a long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank uh, you. This is my first uh, time to fill out or, or figure out, try to figure out Social Security. Oh, okay. Uh, last year, uh, I filed, but I sold some property I had in Florida, and, and I got penalized. And, of course, I got penalized that whole year yeah but this year I didn't draw anything but my social security. It was like right. twenty two thousand two twenty six and I was just wondering I think from what I understand on the back,
1: I don't have to pay any taxes. You don't even have to file any taxes. Well, I know, but I've filed taxes for 50 years.
0: (laughs) And And I know. It scares me not to have some kind of paperwork. I hear you, I, You know, that I paid it. Right.
1: Um, you know, I mean, I there's nothing stopping you. You can go, I mean, I don't know if you're a paper guy or if you're, um, up into doing online, you, there's nothing stopping no, you from I, filing I a zero the return.
4: Computer, right.
1: Okay. All right. So, so do you usually go to like, um, was it AARP and some of them have some free locations? Do you do that? Or how do you normally get your taxes done? Or do you have a tax generally, person? Use generally, I
0: have mine done because I had that rental property in Nashville, I yeah. would have it done by a, a tax advisor that I used out of Lebanon for okay. years. that makes he sense. he charges like $165 a page or something.
1: Yeah, a little and painful on that one, isn't it? I didn't want to pay
0: it? that if I didn't have to. If I you didn't don't. Have to I buy mean, it.
1: and there's no reason you need to. To be honest with you, as long, I mean, the only other thing is since you have sold some real estate are you sure you don't have any investment income like it hasn't grown any stocks or anything that you need to report dividends no, or anything i've, on? Got,
0: I've got a, a couple of little iras but they're not taking they any money anything. out of those. They're, they're in the bank in my personal name
1: okay but i'm just saying for tax purposes if they're an ira and, and i don't know how old you are georgie but are you over 70 I'm or 72 okay I'm so 26. you haven't Okay, you don't have to take any money out of those then. So at this point, you would be at the point of there's nothing saying that you have to file a tax return. There's no rule. I mean, under your case, you have no reason to file that tax return.
0: Right, not, so you can't claim yourself as a dependent or nothing like that anymore when you get to no that
1: advantage. Point. I mean, I mean, you already had zero Social Security by itself with, without other earnings is already tax-free yeah,
0: money. my wife's been deceased for twenty years, and and I've been a widower, and and, and you know my health is paid for, and I don't owe right. anybody anything.
1: Good, that's so the way we like to retire I, if it can be done, my friend. But that's, again, that's, that's you know, it's nice I if does, you can get, get away with no no taxes.
0: So, security is so not tax So, they just not
1: to worry with it. Not to worry. Don't lose a moment's sleep. As long as you know the only income that you need to be reporting is Social Security, Social Security in itself is tax free money unless you have other earnings. And it doesn't sound like in your case you have it.
0: No, just a very minute amount of, of interest. And I'm talking minute. Well, unless
1: amount it's over 12000 interest. you don't need to worry about it.
0: Oh, no. I'm talking about $4 and one yeah. of
1: them i mean yeah, I, no. I
0: don't have it invested i've just got it in the bank you know under that, an IRA. yeah,
1: yeah. well I the have ira my is agency. safe yeah. Yeah. yeah nothing to worry about seriously but i would contact medicare um if you get some time on you know and sit on the phone because i know it's always so much fun for you georgie but you may need to submit something to them because they base those changes the means testing that you were talking about why your medicare rate went up because of selling that real estate, you need to talk to somebody and find out um, if you know how you make sure it goes down again. Because that was a one-time event, you should have been able to get a waiver on it. But even that being said, at this it, point, they
0: raised it back up this year.
1: Well, that's they my point. You need to call payment. someone. You need
0: to yeah, call somebody. They raised it. Well, they sent me a letter and they told me, you know, that it was going, and it went back up to more than what it was before they got into it.
1: Well, they increased everybody. You know, it was funny. I I love all the politicians say, hey, we gave you almost a 6% increase because of inflation to all the people on Social Security, right? So your Social Security supposedly went up by 6%, but so did Medicare go up. So most people didn't see any real income or adjustment on their Social Security because they increased Social Security, but they also increased what you guys pay for Medicare. Yeah,
0: I went from paying a hundred and forty five to a hundred and forty nine.
1: Yep. Yep. I know. Uh, I've got more than one people walking in telling me that. But sorry about that one, Georgie, but
0: uh, Well, okay. I can live with that. I'm making more social security now. I it, it was uh it it went up over five hundred dollars, so I can't okay.
1: complain. That's good. All right, Georgie. Thanks for listening. Thank you, honey, and uh-huh. thank you for the information. I've listened no to tell you all for the years. You got it. Thanks, Georgie. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right. And if you do want to join the show or if you've got a question uh, for us, you can join at 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986. One thing that George did bring up, which I, I appreciate when you guys call because sometimes I never know what people are thinking or what kind of topics we need to cover always there's a lot of different topics when it comes to taxes, but is people that are in their retirement and many times you have obviously other properties or maybe you even inherit a property once you're into retirement and when you do and you sell it and you end up making a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars on this property um, and it, and it increases your income, you will end up paying for another year and it's actually kind of weird because obviously let's say you sell it today, You won't file the taxes for 2022 until April of 2023. And then social security finds out about it a few months later. So almost two years after you receive the money, they're then going to increase your Medicare for a 12 month cycle until you file the next tax year. And in Georgia's situation, he's not filing. He has no requirement. So I believe you have to contact them and they will then, I mean, again, I'm not absolutely positive. They may require him to file a zero return just to bring it back down. Um, that would be my biggest concern on that. So I definitely would say if I don't know if anyone knows the answer on that, otherwise you need to call and get that resolved because you really don't want to be paying more money on Medicare than is necessary. All right. We've got Lee in Henderson bill hey lee what's happening well
3: um not much but i was wanting to know um i received a settlement from a car wreck that i had to have surgery and a new car and everything that was not my fault and i was wanting to know are there any taxable um money from that that i need to be paying this year
1: um my guess would be that you might have been paid for loss of wages and I'm guessing this, I have no idea, but if any portion of that settlement was for loss of wages, that is taxable income to you. Cause if you had been working, you would have had nurse, to pay.
3: So, so nurse, they didn't, so, didn't so all
1: of it was medical that. as it far as you medical. know. Okay. Yeah. Then you are, I mean, as horrific as it was, at least on my side, I get to say you have good news because medical is not a taxable situation.
3: Okay all right, we were kind of concerned about that and I didn't want to mess up and not record yeah. it if I was supposed to, so.
1: No, you okay. should not. And and you may get, I mean, again, if you get a 1099, um, the lawyer would most likely be submitted to you. I'm assuming you went with a, a lawyer. Um, yeah. if, if you did, then they would submit something to you, but then it should have been under medical and then you would have your medical to write off against it. Okay. All righty. Good job. All right, girl. Thanks.
3: All right.
1: Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. We're going to take our second break here. And if you want to join the show, you can at 615-737-9986. Or you can email into the show at Friday at drfriday.com. Again, Friday at drfriday.com. Either way, because I know it takes a brave person sometimes to call a radio. In fact, I don't know if I'd be brave enough if I wasn't on the other end of this. So if you want to have a question or you have something you want to share with us, you can 615 737 9986 and we'll be right back with the Dr. Friday show. All righty, we are back here live in studio and as always I love my callers and we've got Tim on the line. So let's see if I can help out Tim. Hey Tim, what can I do for you?
6: Uh trying to file my taxes like I normally do online. Uh-huh. It won't let me e-file because it says it's waiting on a social security worksheet, something to do with the retirement railroad fund. Uh, okay.
1: So did you get your 1099 from the railroad fund? You know, because those are a little different where part of that form I, goes on the – Yeah,
6: I, go ahead. I don't even have – I don't even understand what that is. I don't have a railroad retirement
1: oh, fund. Oh, Okay. So, is it possible when. Do you have Social Security? Did you receive Social Security?
6: I did. I just retired last year, forced into retirement to be a caregiver. I did take a small disbursement of my 401k last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But other than that, I don't know what's going on. It's asking me to. uh, I got to wait for some kind of update from the IRS on a. Social Security worksheet, something to do with a a railroad retirement thing, which is not making sense to me. Okay,
1: so when you put in your Social Security benefits that you received, was it possible that you checked on the, um, what is it, a 1099, trying to find it really quick. I'm wondering if it got checked on the wrong box. Uh, I think it's like a 1099 RE, RB, something like that. I'm it's trying to RR cheat and find it on my SSA. form. You know, because that's what I'm thinking when I, we have some people that actually do work for the railroad and receive, you know, those those forms. Um, and in that yeah, case, I'm SSA. just wondering. Right, so normally, I mean, in most tax softwares, you would just have an SSA 1099. Right. 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 Okay, But you. but I'm wondering if somehow it got put in as an RRB 1099. It box F instead of on box one of the Social Security form, it's on box F, at least in my software I'm looking at just so I can help a little. But I'm wondering if it's on the wrong line and therefore it thinks that you're getting railroad, not um, Social Security, because they both fall in the same form.
6: Okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to check that because it just wasn't making sense to me. But yeah, so that, okay. that's the only
1: thing I can think of is that, and there's a little box at the top of mine that says Social Security Railroad benefits received in 2020, which of course doesn't apply in this, but I'm just reading off what's on the form to help. But I know when I put in an RRB 1099, it makes me check that off and, you know, there, and it won't apply in your case because you should just be putting standard SSA 1099 in. But i don't know how the software you're using works okay well
6: okay it's actually an block software but i'll go back and recheck go back and just
1: double check it and make sure that it's showing up under just the you know box five of an ssa just just double check that because it sounds like the software thinks that you're on a different form which is an rrb but i'm just saying double check because as far as i know i mean i've been sending off them and and that one for typical social security the IRS is accepting those forms and the software is up to date. There are other forms that I'm still waiting on, but that one should not be holding you up. Okay. All
6: right. Lisa, okay. Thank you so much.
1: Okay, All right, Tim. Thank thanks.
6: You.
1: Mm-hmm. Bye. 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 All right. And now we've got Gary in the big town of Dixon. Hey, Gary. Hey. Gary, you
0: there? Hi, Gary.
1: Gary and Dixon. Am I got the right name? Someone from Dixon on sure, hold?
5: Yeah, Hi, you, you got me. All right, <laughs> how you doing, Doctor Friday?
1: I am very Always, good. What can I do? Uh,
5: uh, I <clears throat> I've got an IRA, course. After I, I turned seventy-two, in in uh, March, and they're going to take send me a check every month, I guess, for a certain amount. Do I have to pay taxes on that?
1: If it's from a standard traditional IRA the answer will be it could be taxable at least the first 12,000 if that's the only income you have it would not be but if you have other income most likely that portion will be taxable because you sent it in deferred so now you're having to pay the tax.
5: Okay if it's so Roth, if, no. don't, if it ain't over 12,000 a, a year your total earnings, right.
1: your total earnings, everything. Oh, my
6: total earnings.
1: Yeah, okay. your total. And it could be almost like thirteen five, I guess. But your total, that would be Social Security, pensions, and everything else. If you've got pensions or if you're on Social Security, I would say you want to go ahead and at least set aside. And again, I don't know your taxes at all, but I would say a minimum of 5 to 10% going to Uncle Sam. And if you're in the higher uh, brackets, obviously, you can go higher. But
5: Okay. All right that's what i want to know thank you You
1: got it boss thanks appreciate it all right so if you're working on your taxes which sounds like many of you are which is so much fun i am too working on taxes for individuals um you know just make sure when you're going through just like um you know some of the callers that came in and everything i just want to make sure that everything looks right double check and also match it if if nothing's really changed from 21 i mean from 20 to 21 I mean, I think all of us tax professionals do the same thing. Kind of make sure you're using the same forms, that the same information. Now, if you had a home sale and you're using a home exclusion, you'll have a different form. If you have um, some sort of stock or, or investment sale, you might have a Schedule D. Um, rentals, obviously you'll have your E and then it'll roll over to Schedule D if you sold it. Those forms are all out there. But make sure you're you're kind of using the same forms because most of us have the same incomes from the same sources most of the time, I know there's changes and this year, most of the changes is going to be capital gains for many people sold a home, sold something where it came down and you have a situation where now you're dealing with capital gains. And hopefully you've already checked with your tax person to find out what the taxes might be, if any, depending on the situation. But if you have questions, you can certainly call the show 615-737-9986. We've got Steve in Nashville. Hey, Steve, what can I do for you?
4: Hello, Doctor Friday. Uh, I'm calling on behalf of a friend who couldn't um, be able to call today, and they were—they're—they're they're a teacher, so their income is based upon uh, half of a year when the school year starts in August. Uh, their contract or their their employment uh, is for from August to to June. My question is, uh, in the selling of a house. Uh, and in regards to capital gains, you had mentioned something about that the profit from the sale of the house plus your income plays a role in the capital gains tax. Can you explain that a little better, please?
1: Well, basically um, they look at our overall income. So anything, for example, this sounds like it's a married couple, so I'll use that as a scenario. So a married couple that would take their regular wages plus their capital gains and this would be on investment, not your primary home, but if you have an investment and it's under $250,000, all of that together, your tax bracket for capital gains would be 15%. So if you exceed that, then you're going to be adding the 3.8 up into almost 500,000. And when, once you exceed 500, you're going to be going to 24, 3.8 or 24%, I usually say, but, um, so that's how it plays in because they look at your, all your income to determine what your your capital gains tax is going to be.
4: Okay. Well okay, so if the sale of the house occurred this calendar year, uh and the profit on the house uh, let's just if you if you could just work with me here yeah, go for let's it. Say Give me some numbers. Hypothetically hypothetically if the house was purchased for two hundred thousand and they're going to sell it for five hundred thousand, that would be a profit of three hundred thousand, correct?
1: Right. Now uh, this and, isn't their primary home, right? Yes, it is. Okay. And how long have they lived in that primary home? Uh, eight years. Okay. So I'm going to stop you because they can actually have a $500,000 profit and have zero tax because we have the exclusion of 250 per person on our primary homes if we lived in them two out of the last five years.
4: Okay. So I, 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 it's I, I, not
1: going to fall into the normal capital gains as if that home was a rental, let's just say, right? Okay. So in their case they're fine because they can actually sell for more than 500,000 and still have a zero tax.
4: Okay. And so the, the income does not a, a play a, a factor in that, correct?
1: In that particularly, right. In, in our exclusion, you can make all the money. It, it's not based on, there's no means testing on that particular tax deduction.
4: Okay. And, and one last part of that. Uh, sure. So in, in other words, when the file of the taxes for the calendar year, 2022, Right. Uh, if the sale of the house if if the sale of the house occurs this year, right, uh and, and that person exceeds the five hundred thousand profit, uh then mm-hmm. they then the income would play a, a factor for next uh
1: correct. So let's sale. say they, they they sold the house for a million dollars for sake of conversation and they only okay. paid two hundred. Now we've got an eight hundred thousand dollar profit, five hundred would be exclusion, but they would have three hundred K in taxable income. Now the play of how much money did they make besides that three hundred would determine how much of their capital gains is going to be, you know, fifteen percent, eighteen point
4: eight, and twenty four percent, twenty three point eight. Gotcha. And then for the extra profit you just said, is that is that? determined on the calendar year or on their always. We
1: Always. In the United States, everything we do is always on the calendar. Even their W-2s, even though they may have contracts that run from August to July, their W-2s are still based on a calendar year.
4: Okay. Okay. That's, that's awesome. I well, think you've answered my question this time clearly. Thank you so much. That was a so great question. Your, thank you. Have a great day. No
1: problem. Thanks. All right, guys, we are getting to the last break here. So brace yourself if you have a question. Now would be the time to get some advice. Now, again, most of these scenarios, I'm gonna always put the caveat out there. I mean, some of them are straightforward, easy answers that we can deal with, but always double check with your tax person to make sure there's not something I don't know about, right? I'm giving some basic generic things. Hey, if you make this, 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 and this, but what if you have a rental and you have, uh, you know, inheritance and because inheritance can be different than investment or different than, um, you know, a primary home. These all play different steps. And so always double check with a tax person, a professional, an EA preferably, um, or CPA, someone that knows what they're talking about. So that way you can make sure that you're going to pay the right amount of money to the IRS and you can sleep really well at night. Okay. So I just want to put that out there, but if you have questions or you need help, you know, this is the show to get the ball rolling. We can actually send you in the right direction find the right things or in some cases even send you the right tax law so if you have questions you can join the show 615-737-9986 615-737-9986 and we're going to be right back with the Dr. Friday show We are back here live in studio for the last bit of time. So if you've really been waiting, to find out what you have going on in your taxes or you're in the process of preparing and you have a question, now would be the time. 615-737-9986. We have Bruce in McMinnville. Hey, Bruce, what's happening?
2: Hello, Dr. Friday. Uh, you helped me with this property once before. I'm calling back today. Um, okay. My father passed in 2014, and he left his property to my brother and myself, and we've since been renting the property. Um, we're now approaching a time when we're going to be selling, um, and obviously the property has gained value. Right. Um, how, how? What will capital gains be? How, how should we estimate capital gains tax on the sale of this property?
1: So you're gonna have two things you're gonna be actually thinking about on this one, Bruce. First, you're gonna have standard capital gains. So back in 14, you came up with a basis that was your share and your brother's share, whatever. And just for sake of conversation, let's do you know give me a number. What was the property worth? Give me a ballpark.
2: I'm gonna say a, a, a
1: 250. Okay, let's just use 250. I mean, just as a number for radio. Okay. So under the current market let's say it's going to be worth 500 right now. Okay. And maybe I'm low or whatever, but for sake of conversation, you're going to have 250 K split in half, 125 each in capital game with this scenario. So that would be the capital gain portion, but from 2014 through 2021, part or all of that time, it was a rental property. On rentals, we also depreciate. And even if you didn't depreciate, tax law says you have to take depreciation when calculating your rental properties. So that means that whatever, if it was 250, and and let's say there was a portion of that was land, but let's just say $20,000 in the last, uh, was it six, seven years, you've taken in in depreciation that has to be recaptured. And that is at ordinary income rates. So up to 25% or whatever. So you're going to have, and I don't know your income, Bruce, you know, I'm just saying, but let's just say that, you know, with the 20, 125 along with, I don't know, let's just say you make 100 grand, you're at 250 already, and then you're going to have another 10,000 or 50% of the recapture that's going to fall into ordinary, which would be a part of your wages, or if you're retired, you know, I don't know what you have, but, you know, normal income, it would not fall under the capital gains tax, which we know goes 15, 18 points, or 18.8, and then 23.8 it would be ordinary, which starts at 12, 22, 24, whatever. So um, it's not as black and white, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. You would probably have your regular capital gains, which depending on your other income would be somewhere between the 15 and probably 18.8. And then you might have some ordinary income tax on the depreciation portion. Is that completely confusing you or helping a little bit?
2: Slightly, but so- (laughs) It's going to be it's going to be expensive. That's what you're saying. Yes.
1: Yeah. And again, I mean, if that home, I mean, I've had some people in Nashville area that they brought the home or inherited, let's say at 250, but they've sold it for a million, you know, I mean, as a big piece of land that, you know, people are tearing down the houses, putting three or four houses up on these properties, selling them for 800 each. Um, And so, you know, you could end up with a lot bigger capital gains than what I just said. And if that's the case, obviously your capital gains rates will be different. And I would definitely suggest yourself or whoever, if you have a tax person, have someone do some number crunching once you have a better idea of the value, as well as the recapture of depreciation, just so when you do sign your name on that, you know, hey, you know what, we're setting 20% aside for taxes or whatever that number is, just so if you reinvest money, you don't invest money. That's really the IRS.
2: And so the fact that the property was inherited is no of no advantage.
1: Only to the fact that the basis went up from when your parents purchased it to when you inherited it. So you got the advantage back in fourteen. It won't be an additional advantage now.
2: Okay. All right. Very good.
1: Okay. All right. I, ha-
2: I had one other question. Okay. And I don't. And and I am. I. I turned 66 this year, um, and I still work. I don't have a huge income, but I still work, mm-hmm. and I plan to continue to work. I've delayed taking Social Security until mm-hmm. I'm 66 in four months.
1: Okay. That's to... your actual retirement age,
2: right? Correct. So, okay. And so will my Social Security be taxable? Yes. If As long as I wa- – pretty much as long as you're
1: working because you can only earn and it's 50%. It's called the provisional tax code. They take 50% of what your social security, add it to whatever other earnings and interest and anything you have. And if that comes above, I think it's 30 for a single 40 for a married couple combined, then you're going to pay tax on your social security. I usually prep most of my people. If you're still working, you're going to pay tax on your social security up to 85% they can tax. So They won't tax 100% of your Social Security, but it's darn close. Hmm. Not what you wanted to hear. Sorry, Bruce.
2: So they're going to take most of it back.
1: No, not really. Come on. You're in what? Let's say you're in the 25% tax bracket. You're still keeping 75% of it. It's better to take it now. You can't take it with you and you can't leave it to anyone. And I'm not a financial planner, so I want to put that caveat because I'm sure some people will say, all right, Bruce, I got one more caller on the line, but hopefully that helped.
2: Appreciate your help. Thank you, Dr.
1: Thanks, Bruce. Appreciate it. All right, let's hit William real quick in Mount Juliet.
5: Uh, Hello, Dr. Friday. I have a question concerning uh, home health care. My wife has advanced Alzheimer's. She is confined to bed. She can no longer speak. She cannot stand up or walk. And Mm -hmm. I'm keeping her at home. The problem is I also am battling blood cancer, so I have limited capabilities. And uh, I have hired a company to come in and do uh, four hours a day, four Mm -hmm. days a week, which comes to uh, each day is about $100 a day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And I deduct this off of my income tax.
1: You can deduct it under the medical, and it will start adding up because at $100 a day, obviously, you probably are going to exceed... The standard deduction and anything else, along with charity or property taxes, it would fall under medical, but it would be one hundred percent deductible. If that helps, okay. So you have to yeah, go on I, to the I, schedule I,
5: I, I, A publication 502 and it gave me some information but it was a little bit ambiguous so I didn't know exactly what yeah name.
1: your wife meets the criteria you have to have those criterias of where you know she can't feed herself she can't dress herself she can't give herself medicine those become instead of in-home care it becomes hospice in essence and at that point you're you're now meeting medical needs not someone that's coming in cooking meals for you or whatever
5: yeah, she so is in yeah, We also have hospice care.
1: Right. But this is an addition, but it would still meet the criteria, I think, um, because I'm assuming the needs that you're dealing with is someone that's dealing with her needs because she can't take care of herself and maybe even helping yeah. yourself because you're getting to a point where you might need some assistance as well.
5: Okay. Very good. I think that answers my question.
1: Thanks, William. Appreciate you. Okay,
5: thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you. Bye. All right, guys, getting to the end of the show. And so here, let's go through some of the basic information you're going to need to know. If you want to email me, you can at Friday at drfriday.com. That's F-R-I-D-A-Y at D-R-F-R-I-D-A-Y. Not too hard to spell. Friday is it dot com. You can also check me out on the web if you've never heard me, drfriday.com. Been on the radio now for almost 13 years. I think we're getting into the 13th year right now. So I have to appreciate all you guys for for listening all those years. And then also, if you want to um, call us, the phone number is 615- 3670819. 3670819. Again, I'm an enrolled agent licensed by the Internal Revenue Service to do taxes and representation. That is what I do. So I try to help as best I can individuals that need help with filing tax returns, businesses, obviously, that file tax returns, and just try to get people back on track. There are many ways of doing that, but just beware of companies that t- you call real quick and you know you tell them, oh my gosh, I got a lien, I've got a problem. And the first thing out of their mouth is oh we can help you start paying us money how do they know they can help you how they even know what they can do without pulling transcripts and doing something if they already have you on a payment plan for five thousand dollars i would second guess that it's about my best advice for you so if you want to reach me 615-367-0819 i hope you guys are having an awesome saturday it's a bit nippy outside but i still hope you guys are enjoying yourself stay safe Stay at home, off the crazy roads, and we're going to see you or talk to you again next Saturday, 2 p.m. on the Dr. Friday Show. Cop you later.